Radio Sport Breakfast. Uh, our international cricket with Razine on Radio Sport. Joey Jovich, part of our Radio Sport commentary team yesterday in mm. Whangarei, rejoins the programme for a second time in succession. Joseph, welcome back in, man. Yeah, welcome back in, boy. Uh, hello, lads. Great to see you all. And uh, I hear that Devlin had to stay in the office a little bit longer than expected. Yeah, he did. It was great. Everyone loved it. It was bloody, hey, bloody good. What kind of a... Uh, do you prepare Croatian food for Christmas, Joey? Oh, yeah, we have a bit of that, mate. The old lamb on the spit. You can't go wrong. And a little bit of seafood with it as well. So certainly looking forward to Christmas and uh, certainly uh, looking forward to enjoying some, some good home, uh, home Christmas uh, dinner. Brilliant. Hey, yesterday, uh, it was interesting. The audience got to see uh, Chris Henry Gale. They got to see uh, Doug Bracewell back in action, and then they had their own little bit there where Doug gets some first ball uh, back into one-day cricket, which was great. But um, that game yesterday, it was interesting with the wrap-up and the way that it kind of dawdled a little there uh, in the New Zealand chase along the way. What do you make of those two teams when you've seen them? Have the Windies got a chance to win a game? Yeah, it's an interesting point. Yeah, It did dawdle along, and I think it did start from the Chris Gale uh, start as well, you know, never got going the first four overs, I think there was only a wide uh, score, and you've got to say well bowled good bowling from uh, Southie and Bolt uh, to lead the innings, but yeah, the innings dawdled along have they got a chance at West Indies? They've got a lot of work to do, I think they really didn't sh- uh, fire a bullet yesterday, I thought they struggled throughout, it. even in the field, you know, they only posted 250 but, you know, I think Holder's got to think outside the square a little bit to create a bit of pressure with his fielding, and, and the mm. bowlers didn't obviously back that up as well. Yeah, that, that, that whole fielding uh, thing, and, and bowling Bowling to a field was very interesting, and, and I saw it there a few times. And I heard you guys talking about it as well. With particularly with walk, uh, worker scoring square of the wicket so often, why do you think that there was not not really much of a change uh, to the West Indian field? Oh, I just don't think they got it right with the ball from the front. I don't think they started well. They bowled a little bit along the wicket. You know, we saw with the, the New Zealand bowlers, they had a plan of attack. They used the short ball well and set the batsmen up. You know, they were consistently bowling short and then they'd toss the ball up and then create some chances. So, yeah, just not enough pressure from the ball. It makes it very hard to set fields when that's happening as well. And, you know, they took out their slips pretty quick and went fairly defensive. And I think they fell into the trap of just waiting for something to happen. And with a score like 250, you can't afford to do that on a, on a good wicket as well. You've got to create some pressure and, you, and you've got to be quite attacking with the fields. You called it yesterday with us, Joey. You said they'd need 300 batting first. Uh, do you think you had that number kind of about right? Yeah, I think so. I just think, um, yeah, obviously some good bowling uh, from New Zealand and, and some good pressure. But it, like I say, the, they got to 250 and it felt like a real struggle getting to 250 because they were losing wickets and clumps. And I think, you know, we saw some good innings. We needed we needed to see a, a big score. We saw Lewis get 76. I, I was quite impressed with Lewis. I thought he played really well and pretty unfortunate to get out probably with the dismissal. But, you know, if he'd gone on and got 120, they would have posted 300. And thankfully, Rovan Powell came in and, and, and blasted 59 or 40 seven balls, uh, you know, and, and it was good to see him get 20 off, uh, I think it was Bolt's last over, so that got him to a score, but if you'd seen a partnership throughout the middle, considering they were about 130 for five at one stage, you would have probably got to that 300. Todd Astle yesterday, three for 33 from 10 overs, then picked up a few handy runs at the back end. Did he do enough yesterday to maybe convince people he could make it as an international all-rounder? Certainly, I was impressed. I was really impressed with uh, Todd yesterday. You know, he came on a, came on at a time, and you know, three for thirty-five off ten. We what we did notice with him, he bought a lot of his wrong ones, and they actually turned more than uh, more than his leg spinner. So I, I thought he was cons- consistent. He wasn't put under a lot of pressure, but he still put put, put the figures together. And um, I was really impressed. And not only that, 
he's obviously a very good fielder, but he came in at a, at a situation when we'd lost a couple of wickets with the bat and finished off the innings with Ross Taylor. So he had a very good all-round performance and could have quite easily been the man of the match as well. Hey, the, the leg side wide for the Ross Taylor 49 not out. <laughs> we kind of ironically chuckled. What was your reaction uh, to that? Yeah, it was an interesting one. It sort of summed up the day in the end, the way the West Indies went. But, um, yeah, a bit, bit unfortunate. Yeah, just did he get it wrong with the arm? I'm not too sure. But a few part-timers came on there, and they certainly struggled. But, yeah, it would have been nice to see Roscoe Ross go through and get a 50. I, I thought he was obviously the glue in the innings. He was a statesman, came through, and he played a significant innings. When, you know, we lost a couple of wickets, but never really looked like we were under any pressure. And, um, yeah, it would have liked nice to uh, see him uh, pick up a 50 to finish off the match. He handled it pretty well, Nato. Were you yeah. expecting him to look and go, oh, no, Come no, no, on. he's very Ross. No, no, no. I think it would be be a bit reflective on it. I imagine uh, he sends a few over the boundary in the next game is, is more of a, <laughs> a, a a Ross Taylor kind of answer. But actually, you know, speaking of Ross, because now, so now we're without Kane Williamson as we go forward and he's having a rest, so fine, that's the way it works. I mean, that, you, you kind of want to see that sort of innings out of Ross Taylor, don't you? Because he's he's the senior guy now. Yeah, and I think he, he'll step up. Obviously, we lose Williamson. He's going to head off and do his Christmas shopping and have some time out. And, uh, yeah, Ross will come in and he'll pick up that role. I thought uh, well, Tom Latham looked very good as well. Unfortunately, he didn't quite kick on. But um, between those two, that you know, they've got a big job to do. And, obviously, you know, I was impressed with, um, obviously, Munro as well at the top. And uh, Worker, Worker played a fine innings. He sort of hogged a strike a little bit, to be fair. But, you know, that partnership up the top there, uh, I think a 100, 100 partnership, but yeah, it certainly set the scene for the for the New Zealand side. And um, there was no holding back from there. So what do you do with that top order there, Joey? If you keep Ross Taylor at four, with Williamson moving out, what do you do one, two, three? Yeah, I think, well, it depends on Guptill and his form. When's he going to come back as well? So I saw him up there, and obviously it's not too far away. He'll probably go back and play some domestic cricket. But I think you pretty much keep it the same. Uh, Worker, work the two left-handers, they did a great job. You've got to give them another opportunity. And then um, you can shuffle a little bit around with Latham as well. Nickel gets another crack. You know, you can't just play him in one game and, and miss out, and he'll be there for the second one. So it doesn't change too much uh, with that lineup. And, um, yeah, no, uh, it's a strong batting lineup. I would have liked to have seen uh, Doug Brace will get an opportunity, but I'm sure we'll see that and um, see, see what he can do as, a, as, a, as also an all-rounder now. Yeah, how did you go with Wads yesterday? Mm. Oh, it was interesting. Yeah, no, really a lot of fun. I quite enjoyed it. I, I certainly saw him perk up when the seafood came up at, at the lunch break. And I think, <laughs> don't, don't touch well, his I, I think that's probably played a part why Chris Gale never came out. He might have overindulged and uh, wasn't able to come back onto the park. But no, it was enjoyable to be with uh, Wads and Co- Co- uh, Jeremy Coney, uh, great characters, and, 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 uh, and obviously Malcolm as well. Yeah, we love Mel's commentary to, to wrap up the game. The, the situation with Chris Gale, is that a perplexing one, or do you honestly think there might be a genuinely good reason as to why he didn't come out to field? I hope there's a genuine reason for it, because I'd be disappointed if he just turns up to have a bat as well. And it doesn't really set an example if it's, if, if it's uh, anything else. But, um, yeah, look, he got, he got whacked on the ball for, by Tim Southey. I, I, I saw a Yorker there that whacked him on the foot. That's probably a possible problem, but we'll find out more. But, um, yeah, I certainly hope it, uh, it's, it's an injury, because it'd be disappointing if he's just sitting up. There's a lot of young guys in that Western Indian side that need him to... Uh, not only perform um, on the field, but uh, through his leadership as well. So uh, let's hope that it is an injury and that uh, we do see him back for the good of the game and for the West Indies going forward in the uh, matches ahead. Hey, Joey, what's your favourite Christmas movie of all time? Christmas movie of all time? Uh, Not too sure, really. There's quite a few. I'm 
I'm, I'm hoping that I might get a few for Christmas this year that I can sit back. I'm going to head out to Matapuri and maybe I can put on a movie. What about you, mate? What's yours? Oh, well, he's, yeah, we've got a choice. Let, let's do Give, let's give do Joey, Joey three. Matapuri, what a spot. So, yeah, it's not too bad, is it? Eh? I might do a bit of paddleboarding, boys. I'm oh, quite looking forward oh, to it. Still, still, still the, the athlete, back. Joey, eh? Still the athlete. Okay, so look, we've, oh, got, no, a, we've got a choice here, which is our polariser for the audience to choose from this morning. And it is uh, best ever Christmas movie. There's only three. Okay, only three here. So, A, Love Actually. B, yeah. Die Hard or C Home Alone. Home Alone, boys. There you go. There you go. Straight away. Beauty. Hey, great work, Joey. Enjoy that barbecued lamb and the paddle boarding over summer. Have a fantastic Christmas, guys, and look forward to catching up in the new year.